God bless you, my brothers and sisters. We're going to jump right into the lesson on tonight. Um, I have to revisit a previous message. I don't know if I want to put this in part two. Um, but I want you to go to Matthew chapter 8. And we're going to look at uh, verses 5 to 13. I won't read them all. And then we'll be going to St. John, I believe. Um, and we'll work with that. I want to talk about barriers. And again, I've, I've shared this with you, did not complete it. Um, but I want to continue with this. And uh, we know that barriers can be blocks, can be challenges, and can be obstacles. Um, harmful barriers. What barriers can some things, barriers can keep us from God. These are the ones that will be considered harmful barriers. Again, a harmful barrier is a barrier that can keep us from God and keep us from others. So when you look at Matthew chapter 8, get your Bibles, get your Bibles. Matthew chapter 8. Let's look at verse very familiar scripture. Uh, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, now look at what he says. I will come and heal him. A couple of things we want to bring out. The centurion. Look at relationship. Help me say relationship. We understand historically um, the backdrop of the Jews being in bondage with the Roman Empire, but yet have having some freedom to live their lives as much as customary, as normal as possible, yet being under the rulership of the Roman Empire. So the centurion came to Jesus, my brothers and sisters, um, for help. Now, in normal circumstances, you would not see any of the Roman Empire, any of its officials intermingling with the disciples, or let alone Jesus. But in this particular verse, the centurion came to Jesus. Now we must agree that evidently the word had spread out clearly to almost every aspect of individuals that lived in this area. Whether they were Greeks, whether they were uh, uh, Samaritans, uh, the Jewish community, or even Romans in the Roman citizenship. The servant, he comes and he says, Lord addresses Jesus and says, my servant 
lie that home sick of the palsy. Jesus said, listen here, I'll go with you. Now watch this one. If you look at verse 9, this is chapter 8 and verse 9. When Jesus said, I will come and I will heal him. Put a pin in that. My brothers and sisters, Jesus has no respect of persons. The power of healing, the power of deliverance is not isolated to any one group of people or nationalities. The wall of petition has been broken. And anybody that has a repentive spirit can come to Jesus and ask the Lord to work in their life. This centurion says, I'm not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only. Look at verse 8. Speak the word only. Speak the word. This man, this servant, this centurion servant, he says, if you can speak the word, look at the faith here. If you just can speak the word, you don't have to follow me home. You don't have to come where I'm at, but this speak the word. This is the part that touched Jesus' soul and recognized this man's faith. You don't have to come to me, but if, if you just speak the word, I know that there's power in your words. My brothers and sisters, I am really, I've been thinking and I've been pondering, I've been meditating, and I'm looking at how we live today. I'm looking at how we gather together and how we live today. And I'm saying to myself, God, we really need you. We're looking, I'm observing, I'm observing services, I'm observing gatherings. I am observing so much of the faith family how we come in, how we gather together, our sincerity. Do we really mean Jesus? Are we really for sure that we have accepted Christ as our personal Savior? I'm thinking about holiness. I'm thinking about holiness as that standard of living holiness, a lifestyle. We're looking at many different lifestyles. We're looking at so many lifestyles that are, people are bragging about their lifestyles. And I'm looking at the highest standard of living is a lifestyle of holiness. This man believed the word. This man believed that if the Lord could just speak a word. Look at what he says, 8b. But speak 
the word only. And my servant shall be healed. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to, the, to uh, those that was following him, this, he said, I tell you the truth. He said, I have not found anyone in Israel with such a great faith. Look at verse 10. I have not found anyone in Israel. Life is full of natural and artificial barriers. Natural and artificial. This centurion could have let many obstacles stand between him and Jesus. Pride, doubt, money, language, distance, time, self-sufficiency, power, race. But he didn't let none of these barriers block him. He didn't let none of these barriers stop his approach to Jesus. And my brothers and sisters, if this man didn't do it and let these barriers stop, what keeps us from the same thing? My brothers and sisters, we have a lot. We have a lot of barriers. We have obstacles. We have challenges. And the Lord is here for us. Go with me. It's the St. John chapter 4. Get your Bibles. Turn with me. St. John chapter 4. I'm talking tonight. I'm talking about barriers. Familiar scripture. St. John chapter 4. I really want to look at verse 9. All right. St. John chapter 4 and verse 9. When you have it, say amen. Now, the, the whole Bible reading is that St. John chapter 4, verses 1 through 26. But the key verse I want to focus in on is St. John chapter 4 and verse 9. It says, Then says the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask the drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. That's a barrier. My brothers and sisters, social and spiritual barriers are real. Let's look at this woman. Number one, this Samaritan, she was a Samaritan. She was a member of of a hated mixed race. Number two, it was known to be living, she was known to be living in sin. Number three, she was in a public place. We know that we deal with how things seem and how things look. And according to tradition, and we all have traditions. The Jewish people had traditions. We have traditions. But we understand in this situation with this woman, this Samaritan woman, it would not have been any respectable Jewish man would talk to a woman under these circumstances. But Jesus did. 
Aren't you glad that the Lord took all of our skeletons, gathered them up, put them in a closet, and took the key, locked it up, and he, got, he has the key. Aren't you glad that the Lord did not have respect of person to us? Jesus opened up. The gospel is for everybody. And we look at that. Someone said, well, pastor, in the Bible days, but I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, we are living in Bible times. All of the scriptures and the prophecies, a lot of prophecies have not been fulfilled. Huh? So we are living in Bible times. So the gospel for everybody, regardless of race, social position, or past sins. Aren't you glad about that? We that are saved must get to the place to share the goodness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I'm worried. I'm, 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 I'm worried to the place to where holiness now it seemed like that it's been watered down so much that we really don't believe in the power of holiness. My brothers and sisters, just your lifestyle can change the atmosphere. I told, well, praise God, I told the saints here at Miracle Central at the beginning of the year when we had our 30 consecration, I said, I want to be so contagious that every place I go, I want to change the atmosphere. And that's only, it only can happen when the lifestyle is present, the lifestyle of holiness, the gospel of Jesus Christ. What Christ went through, it must be a part of us. So let's look at some things. If you go to the book of Judges, turn with me to the book of Judges. All right? Judges chapter 3. That first three verses. I really want to focus on verse 4. Do you have it? All right. Chapter 3 and the first six verses, but I want to jump to verse four. Verse four says, and they were to prove Israel by them to know whether they would hearken to the commandments of the Lord, which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. My brothers and sisters, how can helpful barriers, or how can barriers help us grow? Some barriers are so helpful to us that we really don't understand. Do you not know that if you look at the scripture, some people, some nations, for instance, the Philistines, that you find it in verse 3. The five lords of the Philistines. They were left really to prove Israel 
whether they would listen to the commandments of God as he commanded Moses, Joshua, and the list. Sometimes barriers are there to help us achieve what God has already designed for us. Barriers can be challenging to overcome. So when we look at these chapters, some earlier chapters in the book of Judges, these enemy nations that were in the land because the Israelites failed to obey God and drive them out. So what? God allowed the enemies to remain in order to test the Israelites. Put a, put a pin in that one. Well, praise God. Maybe that last, this last thing, maybe this thing that is so close to us, it has got you unraveled, it has got you sugared up, is vexing you, but just maybe God had left that thing there just to help you out. Huh? God left that thing to give you strength. God left that thing there so you could exercise your... Listen, we can't, my brothers and sisters, we cannot figure God out. We spend so much time trying to figure God out. And now the, this younger generation that were not taught how to fight in great battles of conquest, now they're coming up in age. And it was their job to complete the conquest of the land where there are so many obstacles there to overcome in the homeland. So barriers also remind us to rely on God. My brothers and sisters, it is a fact. God has left some obstacles in our life. You know what? I was looking again. God has left some hostile people in your life. God has left some difficult situations, some baffling problems to allow us to develop faith and obedience. Stay, stay with me. Um, go, go back. Go back to the New Testament. I, I, I want to go back to, um, I want St. Well, I think I want St. John. Let's go to St. John, that fourth chapter. We talk about obstacles tonight. Yes, they're uncomfortable. Yes, you, we don't like them. And yes, they have the tendency to ask, or we ask why. The woman at the well had so many obstacles. But handling, how do we handle these barriers? Um, it takes us back to the book of remembrance, which is Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is the book that takes us back 
It's a book of remembrance. In other words, so many times what God has spoken and God has did, Moses repeats it. And when you go back to the book of Deuteronomy, it's a place to where they, the God's chosen people had a chance to sit back and just rethink or remember the things that they were taught. It was a situation with this woman at the well. He, Jesus had to send the disciples away. Number one, because they couldn't handle this obstacle. They were bent on the woman's nationality. Then her reputation. So they couldn't get past. Their, their obstacle was who she was, not what she needed. Aren't you glad that the Lord doesn't deal with us on who we were, but he deals with us on what we need. Huh? And I've said it often, I'm going to keep saying it. Jesus has never had an innocent client. And the Bible is right. All have what? Sin and come. Listen, what you mean? Come short. You didn't make it. That's what short is. Huh? You didn't pass the test. You came short. You almost made it, but you didn't make it. And do you not know some things in life is not an almost? You just have to do it. You have to be like Nike and just do it. Come on and put a praise on to somebody. Jump back with me. I know I'm running. That's why you need your Bibles. This is living the word. We, we, we need our Bibles. Look, look at Genesis. Oh, no, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Chapter 1. You have it? When you have it, say amen. I'm, I'm going to give you a couple minutes. All right? That was the quickest minute you ever had, right? All right. I got you. Deuteronomy chapter 1. I, I really want to focus it on two verses. Verses 29 and verse 31. Do you have that? 29 and 31. You ready? Then said unto you, then I said unto you, dread not, neither be afraid of them. The Lord your God, which goeth before you, he shall fight for you. According to all that he did for you in Egypt, before your eyes. And in the wilderness, where thou hast seen how that the Lord thy God bear these, bear thee as a man doth bear his son in all the way that ye went until ye came into this place. Let me bring in verse 32. Yet in this thing, help me say in this thing. Yet in this thing, Thing, you did not believe the Lord your God. Uh-oh, I just, I just, yes, I did it to you. This thing, what's going on right now, you don't believe God. In this thing, you don't believe the 
power of the gospel. Pastor, if you only knew, I don't need to know. Huh? The Lord said, don't be terrified. Listen, my brothers and sisters, well, praise God. Hallelujah. Sooner or later, we're going to have to believe God. Sooner or later, we're going to have the man up. Sooner or later, we're going to have the woman up. Sooner or later, women, you got to become that queen. Sooner or later, men, you're going to have to become that king. You're going to have to, in spite of the barriers, huh? You're going to have to man up. But the Lord said, you're not going to bleed. He said, don't, don't be terrified. Don't be, listen, don't be terrified of your barriers. Hmm? Don't be terrified. Don't be afraid of, your, of them. The Lord who is going before you will fight for you. Do you remember before you got saved? Remember when you was younger? Then let, me, let me take it back. Did or did you not have somebody that was able, you know, to come and help you fight your battle? And sometimes the boldness that you did have is because you knew that you had you some help. Huh? Right? Not first natural, then, then spiritual. Hasn't God did it up to now? The Lord, didn't he not do it? Didn't the Lord say what he would do if you would do? In other words, my brothers and sisters, we serve God because we are in a covenant relationship. Since we are in a relationship, God said, I'm going to go before you. I'm going to handle your barrier. But you got to trust me. But wait a minute. But it says in the scripture here that what? Yet this thing you did not believe the Lord your God. Huh? You didn't believe. There's, 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 there's generations, and the Bible is right, there's generations that will not know God. And God said, listen, all, can you just see where I carried your forefathers? They didn't carry themselves. I carried them. And I am the same God that will carry you over your barriers. Some barriers will help you. Huh? There, there, there has to be something that's going to turn on the switch. There's something, you know what I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about today, earlier today, I was thinking about, and I know there's been preachers, there have been preachers, there have been missionaries, there's been books and whatnot, but the word reset kept coming in my mind all this day. I, I was doing some stuff and I was in, and, and I was trying to think about what to bring to, your, to God's people tonight. And I, keep, I kept hearing the Spirit say, reset. Without going into lengthy 
of explanation. The reset button has been applied to appliances, uh, uh, automobiles, a lot of different electronic uh, gadgets, phones, and they said, listen, if you tried everything, have you tried to push the reset button? Can I, can I talk to you tonight? You've tried so many things with this barrier and these barriers. And since you've tried it, but have you forgotten to push the reset button? Are you with me tonight? Can you, can you take your spiritual hand? And I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know how, how heavy it is on you. But can you take your spiritual hand and push your reset button? Now come on and put a praise on it, somebody. Well, bless Jesus. Ha! Hallelujah! Hey! Glory, glory. Hallelujah! Oh, God. Praise Jesus. Listen, 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 listen. You know what happens when you push the reset button? Most of the time, does everything go blank? It just blacks out. But pastor, when you push the reset button, everything shuts down. That's the way God planned it. You've been running. You've been going through. You can't sleep. You lay down. You can't sleep because you got all this stuff on your mind. Your body's tired. Your mind is tired. Things keep coming at you from every direction. And all of these barriers that are before you, God is saying, push the reset button. You know what? It may just take, I, I don't know, you know, you may have an Android phone or iPhone, but I know on the iPhone, when you turn your power off, it takes a little time to power up. Huh? And you know what? Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a good thing for you to have to reset and power up. The enemy wants you to break down. But the Lord wants you to have a breakthrough, my brothers and sisters. God wants you to have a breakthrough. He does not want you to let these barriers destroy you or handicap you. But some things are left in place to remind you, just like the book of Deuteronomy. It is a book of remembrance. Huh? And I want you to know that God is, can, can you see that? God is greater than your barrier. Huh? Did you hear what I said? Let me tell you again. The God that we serve is greater then your barrier. Why watch me now? Oh, praise Jesus. Listen, there was a certain, there was a situation when, when God's 
told Joshua and them to go and spy out the land. And we know the history, the historical setting behind the land that God gave to his people. My brothers, first of all, listen. I got a sister that listen, that's, that's listening right now. You really think you're asking God to bless you. And you're thinking that your blessing does not come or comes without work. A lot of blessings come with work. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know where we got it at. I don't know where it came from. But you really think that blessings do not come without work. Huh? Well, well can, can I talk to you? I, I hear the Bible talking to me. Faith without works is dead. That means God will give you some stuff, but you got to work at it. Help me say work, 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 work. You got to work it. Oh, uh, yeah, I felt that myself. Oh, if I was the, without me getting in trouble. You got to work that thing. Help me say you got to work that thing, work that thing, work that thing, work that thing. Whatever that thing is, you got to work it. The spies were not sent into the land to determine whether they should enter, huh? But where they should enter. They were not supposed to question God, huh? The question was do we or don't we go into the land of promise? But really, where should we enter in at? Wait a minute. Can I make it plain? Now, God, you've given me the land. But there's some giants there. Oh, I see them. God, you, 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 you've given me this job, but I, I, I have a dysfunctional supervisor. And you want to quit. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Slow your roll. Huh? Isn't God, did not prove to you that God is bigger than your barrier? So what? You got a disgruntled supervisor for a supervisor. Huh? Do you not know that God is the devil's boss? That supervisor is there because you forgot about your prayer time. Remember when you used to go into your prayer closet? You, you know the Bible said, you know, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct. But since you've been, God's been blessing you, hands over fist, you forgot how to seek the Lord first. So you have that dysfunctional supervisor is there now to make you pray. Well, you want God to move. Him or her out of the way. God, ain't, God is not going to do it. Why? Well, let me see. You ask me, I'm going to tell you why. Because you've gotten so lazy now. Oh, Zion, what's wrong with you? Zion, you don't pray like you used to pray, Zion. 
Zion, what's wrong with you? Huh? You know, you used to talk to God. You used to love on God. You wouldn't do anything before you sought the Lord. But now, you're just doing what you want to do. And now, it's going to call up with you. So listen here. The spies came back. Now, we understand most of the spies, they concluded that the land was not worth the obstacle. First of all, how can you tell God what is worth and what is not worth? The spies came back and gave a report and said, uh, no, nah, it ain't worth it. That's not what their assignment was. Well, the other lesson in this, my brothers and sisters, have you forgotten your assignment? Your assignment is not to question God. Huh? That's not your assignment. So because did you forget that God carried generations before us? Have you forgotten that God showed up and showed out in times past, even with obstacles? But God is going to give the Israelites power to conquer the land. Watch me now. But they were afraid of the risk, and they decided not to enter. God gives us power to overcome obstacles. But like the Israelites who were filled with fear, skepticism, we often face or we let the difficulties control our lives. Things come now and we used to have a, a gear that we automatically moved into prayer. But now we wait and, and ponder, should I pray? Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. When do you have to ask yourself, should you pray for something? Prayer should be the first thing and not the last. When do you ask yourself, should I pray about this? My brothers and sisters, following God regardless of the difficulties is a way to have, I, I want you to write this down, courageous overcoming faith. Courageous overcoming faith. I got to have me some courageous overcoming faith. Huh? I, 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 I have to have it. I have to have it. I have to seek the Lord. I have to find out what God is requiring of me. Huh? In times past, we look at Exodus chapter 33, 7 through 11, we look at the tabernacle. The tabernacle existed before Moses received the pattern authorized on Mount Sinai. God, the one that instituted by Moses was called sanctuary in Exodus chapter 25 and verse 8. Then the Israelites we're familiar with what we call a tabernacle or tent. 
Then we had the tabernacle of testimony. We had a place that we could call on the Lord. And throughout the stages of the Israelites, and uh, we have like what we call the Exodus stage. Help me say the Exodus stage. There were four important men during the Exodus stage, which was full of obstacles. You talking about obstacles? Full of obstacles. Huh? In the Exodus stage, you had the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. You have that? That's what's called the Exodus stage. Now, in that Exodus stage, there was four most important men during the Exodus stage. Moses, Aaron, Caleb, and Joshua. Let me repeat them for you. In the Exodus stage, there were four important men. Moses, Aaron, Caleb, and Joshua. Now, in my research, the four Exodus stage, or the Exodus stage, it covered about 325 years. In this period, my brothers and sisters, you will find a plethora of obstacles, activities that these brothers went through. Huh? So when you look at the failure of the nation to enter the promised land, the failure comes only through unbelief. Our failures, and, and listen, listen to me, listen. The enemy wants us to get into a place where we are non-productive. If you put a pin in that one. See, when we become non-productive, fellowshipping with the saints has no meaning. When we come, become non-productive, praise and worship, when we become non-productive, we don't see or we cannot have, we don't enjoy each other's blessings. Huh? Listen to me. Unbelief will cause us because of obstacles. The enemy will bring obstacles in our lives for us to birth unbelief. But I want you to know God will pray. Hallelujah. Pray my God today. God does not want us to produce unbelief. God wants us to produce faith, power, and belief. 
Remember, let me, let me carry you back to the centurion. He said, listen here, Jesus, I got a servant that's sick. And Jesus said, listen here, I want, I'm going to go with you. That's what we opened up with. But he said, no, 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 no. You just speak the word. Huh? The man, the centurion had enough faith that shook Jesus in his spirit. He passed it on to the disciples. Listen, listen, I, listen this man's faith is bananas. Wow. This, this man got some faith. My brothers and sisters, unbelief, the failure of the Israelites to enter the promised land because of unbelief, unbelief will make you feel or make you think, now remember, make you feel and think, didn't say it, it was the facts, but it will, the enemy will make you feel like coming together in the fellowship of the saints is not even worth it. Why should I go? I'm coming, I'm coming, and I, I'm going to church, and I still got man, these obstacles. I keep asking God and asking God and to remove this thing, but you still have it. I told you just a few minutes ago, that's the time that you got to hit the reset button. Can, can, can you help me one more time? That thing is plaguing you. Your headaches. The pains in your body. Hey, have you noticed that you've lost your joy? Huh? And, and have you realized that everything now becomes a chore to do? You don't even feel like doing the things you used to do. And you loved, you loved you some God, you loved you some Jesus. And, and now, it seems like all of that is just dissipating. Because of the obstacles. I want you to know tonight, just like the Exodus stages, these brothers here, Moses, Aaron, Caleb, and Joshua, they covered 325 years. And they did not enter into the promised land because of unbelief. You find it in Numbers 13 and 14. Let me move on. You had even gone. Listen, look at what God did. God sent the appearance of manna. The institution of the Sabbath was done. The giving the Ten Commandments was done. Building the tabernacle was done. And even the aimless wandering in the wilderness. The sin and death of Moses. Huh? The choice of the new leader. Joshua had to deal with some stuff. But God. My brothers and sisters, I want you to know, and I believe that God is, is co-signing for this, whatever that obstacle is, is no match for God. Can you put a praise on to somebody? Listen here, I, I, I got to go. I'm eating up my time. If, if you would, go, go back with me to, um, I, I think I won't. Give me St. John. Go to the book of St. John. And I'm, I'm going to just take you, walk you through with just, just a bit of it. Do you recall when John baptized Jesus? Well, you find it 
Luke chapter 3. I'll go quickly. In Luke chapter 4, because you will find that crisis temptation. Now, if you turn with me to Luke chapter 4, I want you to look at verse 4. When you have it, say amen. And Jesus, do y'all have it? Okay. And Jesus answered him saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. The Bible says Jesus is being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Help me say obstacles. The first obstacle that Jesus had was the wilderness experience. Can you underline that in your Bible? As a matter of fact, do better than that. Write down someplace the wilderness experience. All of us, at one point or another in our spiritual walk, our growth, our spiritual maturity, we have had or will have a wilderness experience. And in that, the Bible says, being 40 days tempted of the devil. Put a pin in that one. All got to see here. 40 days, that means one month and 10 days, nonstop, 24 hours a day, that the enemy is on target with you. Nonstop. Morning, noon, and night for a whole month and 10 days. 40 days. Day in and day out. The Bible says he didn't eat anything. But after his fasting, he was hungry. Now, the Bible said that, listen, verse 3, And the devil said unto him, put a pin in that one. Where are you at? And the devil said unto him, that's verse 3. Uh, let, let me say it one more time. And the devil said unto him, Well, Pastor, what, what are you trying to say? My brother said, If Satan can talk to Jesus, who are you? You don't think that the enemy is going to talk to you? Huh? He's going to show up with some type of barriers. <clears throat> he's, going to, he's trying to cause you to take back your testimony, he's trying to deprive you of victory for you, your family, and your loved ones, your help. Well, praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I told y'all earlier this year, speak life in 2023. Speak life over your health. Speak life, speak life over your family. Speak life over your finances and speak life over your, that's a family, 
right? Your spiritual man. Four areas. Speak line. Now, wait a minute. What is the obstacles? The obstacle here, Satan is talking to Jesus. And you want to get all bent out of shape. The devil, you know, the devil can use anybody to talk to you. He, he can use things to talk to you. Huh? He can use your finances to talk to you. He can tell you that it won't get any better. Your health won't get it. Your money won't get any better. Your health won't get any better. Your family, nobody's going to get saved. Huh? If nothing different going to happen, you just waste your time calling on the Lord. Obstacle. Are, are you with me? But how many know that the devil is alive? Let me, let me close this up. St. Luke chapter 4, you got verse 3, right? Verse 4, Jesus responds and says, it is written. Can you help me say it is written? Huh? Now, verse 5. The devil take him up into the high mountain. You see, 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 do you see these obstacles here? Now, if you notice, the devil takes him to the high mountain. The enemy is talking to him. Tell him what the enemy says in verse six: what he's going to give him, right? My sister, that you know, you think that that man is yours? He ain't yours. God didn't give him to you. You went after him. And the Bible said that blessed is he, or blessed is the man, the man, he that findeth the wife, findeth the good thing. He didn't tell you to go. But pastor, you don't understand. I'm not supposed to understand. What did God tell you to do? Obstacles. Obstacles will bring unbelief. And when unbelief is settled, you look around and everything that God has given you is now gone. Not because God took it away from you. You just didn't believe it. You can see the victory in your enemy yet being there. Huh? Are, are you with me? I got a couple minutes left, I, I believe. I'm going to do one more thing. Six, he says, I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you glory. Huh? Seven, worship me. And all this shall be. Listen, what? Everything or obstacle that the enemy brought to Jesus, the Lord put the word on. What did you want to tell me, brother pastor? Since the Lord showed us how to be victorious over obstacles, what's the key? Put the word. Put the word on him. Put the word over your obstacles. Huh? Now, let me close out. Now, listen. Uh, if somebody told you living saved meant no problems, no obstacles, no. Many are the afflictions of everybody that lives right. A righteous living. A righteous living is the right way to live. But look at verse, chap look at chapter 4. Are you still with me? And verse 13. What does it say? And when, help me say, and when. We see, that was a reset button. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a what? 
for a season. You know what that means? Even after you push the reset button, that booger's coming back. But praise God for the reset button because now you got something to fight with. My brothers and sisters, we got power to fight the enemy. So I pray that even through your obstacles, that you will see God and give God the glory. Huh? Yes, yes. Yes. Come into Christ. Don't mean you won't have your trouble. But the Lord said, as I delivered others and carried others out, do you not know that he is the same? The God that we're talking about tonight, the Lord said, I am the same yesterday. I am the same today. And if you live to see tomorrow, I'll be the same tomorrow. Well, may God bless you. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. I thank God for you and you that are here that stopped in and you tuned in with living the word. Don't forget. Don't be weary in well-doing for in due season you'll reap if you faint not. Be blessed of God.